When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To the CHGL Bears podcast mini camp recap edition. What a day it was at Hallis Hall. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano with you in a late afternoon edition of the show because we were all at Hallis Hall today, gaining knowledge, watching practice, getting rained on, talking to Cole Komet, who will join, join us shortly, and hearing Justin Jones just reopen. The Bears Packers rivalry wide open. Let's do it. This you know, was an event filled day, you guys. Uh, we experienced it all and we get to share everything with everyone who's tuning in at this four o'clock hour. Appreciate everyone who's here. You're gonna hear a lot of great stuff. What happened on the first day of mandatory mini camp? So let's get this thing started. So I just want to shout out Justin Jones before we get to the audio. Justin Jones made his name in this town by taking on the New England Patriots last year. Deflate gate talking to yours truly. I'm really just trying to promote myself right now, but that was an amazing moment in CHGO Bears time. And then today he goes in on Packers fans. I got to get a 93 jersey. I don't know how long he's going to be here, but I, I think I got to load up on a 93. We got to do it. Like this guy's unbelievable. Took on Brady. Now he's taking on the Packers, yelling at Aaron Rodgers. I wish you hadn't left. This guy's the greatest. I love Justin Jones. I was going to I was going to say that that he was the one that talked to you about Tom Brady and, and ripped Brady last year, right? Yeah. Deflate gate. I am going to be right. checking all I'm going to check all the balls. And then they went in there by the way and kicked the kicked the Patriots ass. That's what happened. And I was yep. I was one of the few dudes uh, cause everybody else apparently is just soft in this world. Cause me and Justin Jones are tough and, and I'll throw you two in there. I don't remember where you're at, but Greg Braggs was definitely like, I'm so happy. Aaron Rodgers is gone. It's annoying that he's gone. We wanted to beat him and send him on his way. That would have been way more sweet than he just slunk out of town after beating the bears for the zillionth time. So I was yep. with Justin Jones on what he said today. It would have been fun to beat him. Well, Justin Jones uh, is definitely on Team Karm on this one. Uh, shout out to everybody joining us in the chat. Already saw a uh, super chat. Appreciate seeing that. And uh, your boy Boogie says Karm is in Hoag's closet right now doing the show. Um, I can tell you that he is not in my closet. And the biggest reason uh, there's proof of that is that if he was in my closet, I can guarantee you his internet connection would be way better than it is right now. Um, really? So, it's not good? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not go. great, buddy. So while we uh, bring Cole Komet in the show, I don't know what you can do about it, but maybe we can improve it I'm, uh, I'm gonna during fix that something. time. Because we are going to talk to uh, Justin. What? Wait a second there, Carm. <laughs> you can have a nice eight minutes to do oh. Oh, He's gone. Okay. No, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a, he just disappeared. He's just crazy. he's like taking care of a dog. You know, my favorite listen. part of the show was when he immediately went into the Justin Jones thing, even though you just said yes. before the show started, we'll do that in the second block. Right. It's but. okay. You know, it's the <laughs> it's there. unbelievable. Okay, sometimes. structure guy. Just just, <laughs> structure enjoy the, guy. just enjoy the show for once. We are I'm already enjoying Better it very be- much. I, I am definitely <laughs> whose random house is Carm in today. <laughs> oh man. I love it. You gotta do so much. you just this is what you do. You go into neighborhoods in the suburbs where we're at, and you look mm-hmm. for an empty house where there's no cars, and you you know see if it'd oh, be a nice place to do a show. Okay. okay and then but can I add one more step for you? Can we just yeah. add one more step? There's an app you can download on your phone that tests the internet connection. So before you break into the house, can you at least test our internet before you go in the door? Because that would be helpful to a productive show. I, I, I you know, Adam, um, I apologize to, <laughs> to everybody, but I snuck into this house on Friday and it worked. So <laughs> no. I was hoping that for a back-to-back performance, oh, but yeah. okay. You know, this house is sweet. It's got this this uh, medicine ball thing you can sit on. He's doing this show on a medicine ball. Hey, we saw medicine balls at uh, Bears practice today. Coaches were throwing medicine balls. Special yeah. teams drills. I was glued in. I was watching. I was wondering, uh, what can I do with a medicine ball in practice? Uh, which, by the way, is coming up at 530. So let's get this show on the road. Um, we will break down everything Justin Jones had to say. I loved it. I think it's great. Lot to talk about with that. But before that even went down, we taped an interview with Cole Komet. Um, and it was a lot of fun. So Cole Komet joining the the show for the first time during Bears Mini Camp. It was fun having him on. New uh graduate of Notre Dame. He's taking things to to a high higher level than um us. Wisconsin and Iowa grads. Well, I don't know about that. We can argue about that at a different time. But here he is, Cole Komet on the CHGO Bears podcast. All right, Cole Komet joining us here on CHGO. I think it's for the first time. Yeah, this is the first time um, like with this. all the cameras yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I know our viewers appreciate you coming on too. I want to start with actually last week. You guys got to go to the United Center, mm-hmm. play some yeah. basketball. Now, it wasn't like last year when you won the whole run derby know, at, at Wrigley Field, yeah. but how'd it go? How the? Who, yeah. I mean, we got to get the scoop on this and who was who was really the star after yeah. you were the star last year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Basketball is really not up my alley. I would always fall out, you know, the first like five <laughs> minutes of the game. So, you know, that really wasn't my sport. Um, but you know, they did a great job over at United Center. Um, but our tight end room held out strong. I mean, Rob Tunyon looked pretty good out there in the three point competition. So that that was good to see. Um, Simba looked good out there. So we had, we had some good shooters. I was surprised about how many how many good guys we had uh, that could stroke the basketball. You know, the Bears kind of have a history of having some good basketball players. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. So uh, did I? Did Justin hit a half court shot or close to one? Did he say that? If he I said that, then we'll believe him. I didn't. I didn't see it personally, but maybe he okay, did. There yeah, was yeah. some clip going. On. Okay. Maybe right. it was all made up. You can't. <laughs> you never know what's on the internet these days. Um, so you guys are here at Veteran Minicamp. Um, things ramping up just a little bit, then you get a break before training camp starts. It, we've been hearing a lot from you guys about just 
how there's a different vibe. You've mm-hmm. talked about it. Your teammates have talked about it. Mm-hmm. With that, I think comes with some increased expectations, probably yeah. even internally for yeah. you guys. Is that mm-hmm. is that how it feels? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think for me personally, and I know for other guys in the locker room, like the expectation hasn't ever wavered. You know, um, and I know expectations outside the building last year weren't very high, but we have high expectations inside the locker room, and those are maintained always. So. Um, yeah, there's obviously a different vibe. Oh, you know, that, I think that's always said this time of year. But um, you know, it is that time of year. Everyone's feeling optimistic, and you're optimistic about where your football team's at. And we've added a lot of, you know, really good players to the squad, and, and really, really excited about where we can go. Well, I know Bears fans want to see even more of those home run celebrations. Yeah, yeah, you, me too. That you yeah. got up your sleeve. Um, so, what have you been working on in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, just really the same stuff for me. I, I'm doing a lot of film study, which has been good. Um, you know, got with Luke at the end of the season. You know, him just kind of walking me through what he wants to see um, and you know, guys that I can model my game after. So just watching those guys, watching guys around the league and doing things like that. And then, you know, just continuing to work, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, all that type of stuff. Yeah, and you've been part of the t- tight end you and uh, the connections you made with some of the tight ends around the league. I mean, who are those? some of those guys that mm-hmm. you are constantly yeah. watching film on? Yeah, it's so unique because each guy is just so different. You know, you look at obviously a guy like Travis and a guy like George, and both are completely different in how they play the game. And you look at a guy like Darren Waller and, and then you look at you know some other guys across the league, whether it's Mark Andrews and things like that. Like all these guys are just so different in how they play, and so you know you try and pick up on some things here and there that maybe that you can put in your tool- toolbox. You try them out, and this is a good time of year to do that. But that's what's kind of so cool to me about the tight end position, because yeah. like it's sort of by definition this versatile position, like mm-hmm. hybrid wide receiver, offensive lineman type thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I mean, it makes sense that all all the successful tight ends in the NFL would be different in a lot of different ways. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's funny when you listen to guys talk like Travis and George, like if you flip-flop their, you know, their schemes, their scenario, you know, they're not maybe not fitting in as well, you know. So all those schemes, like, fit in really well. And, you know, for myself, like, I really felt, you know, uh, more comfortable in this scheme that Luke's brought in, and and we're just continuing to build on that. I'm looking forward to it. So awesome for you in the offseason to see you get your degree from Mm -hmm. from Notre Dame. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, can you – can you use that as any type of leverage at all in the contract? You go, <laughs> I mean, you, you play that card. You know, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, I got right, a degree right, from Notre Dame. Right. Maybe I need that law degree, then I can do that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could use that in the contract negotiations. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, I, I know you got asked about that last week, so yeah. I'm not going to hammer you on that. But you, look, you're from here. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you grew up a Bears fan. How much would it mean to you to to eventually get? an extension stay mm-hmm. with this team long term. Yeah, I mean, I mean the world, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, my dream as a kid growing up was to close the, close out the World Series game for the Cubs and win a Super Bowl for the Bears. And, um, you know, obviously at a certain point, you got to pick one. And uh, I'm here now and um, the opportunity to go win a Super Bowl here in Chicago would just be uh, unbelievable. I don't know, man. Don't sell yourself short. You might be able to somehow yeah, get, it, get it back, get back into baseball, <laughs> win the Super Bowl, then go back yeah, for yeah. the Cubs. That would be pretty incredible. Um, okay, every practice I've seen so far uh, this spring, mm-hmm. 49 on defense just stands out as like yeah. this monster. He's yeah. so big. Yeah. I don't know how you can watch a Bears practice right now being, yeah. without being Tremaine Edmonds is huge. Now, yeah. you're, you see him out there on the field. Um, I know a lot. Sometimes you're going ones versus twos and whatever. But what, from the times you've seen him on the the field so far, like in what ways is he just his size like mm-hmm. make things difficult for you? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. There's another linebacker in the league that is my size. Like I look at him, and he's like we're identical in size, which is crazy. The size and length is unbelievable. So um, yeah, I remember first day like I'm running a, a throughout down the middle and. 
you know, Justin can't put that over the top anymore. You know, you gotta, you gotta kind of put it on a back hip or something. So there's things like that that you talk about, especially with him out there. But he's just so unique in that aspect and his ability to cover. And and obviously, you just see his presence when he's when he's in the huddle with those guys. And um, he's 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 been awesome so far. And we're looking forward to see what he can do. Yeah, can you sense his leadership even though you're on the other side of the ball? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, even when we got like our leadership meetings and things like that, like he knows he's 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 uh, he, he's not overly you know not saying a lot all the time. But you know when he says stuff. It, it means a lot and holds a lot of weight for sure. Now, I did see you get him once today. Yeah, I, Jeff, yeah. Justin threw a nice ball. He did, he did. get it kind of over the top. Yeah. He went towards the sideline. It was a yeah. nice catch over the shoulder by you. Yeah, we had a couple routes that we'd been running over and over. You know, you get this time in OTAs, you've, they've seen the same stuff over and over again. So we we just installed a little something off of it just to kind of get him on it. So it worked out pretty well. And how's the chemistry with Justin been building, not just with you guys, because mm -hmm. um, it's kind of been there now for a couple of years, but just in general, um, as, as he continues to develop. Yeah, I mean, it's been awesome. I think just his comfort in the offense, you know, we all came in to this offseason knowing everything, and you can get more in the nitty-gritty, the details. So that's been really good, uh, you know, not only for me, but for him as well. And uh, I think we've seen that out in practice, so it's been really good. Okay, last thing I got for you. you got to go mm -hmm. inside the tight end room. What, I haven't been able to talk to, to Bobby Tan, or you're calling yeah. Robert, Bobby, Bobby yeah, Tan. Yeah, I got like six out. names, yeah. yeah. So I still have not been corrected, but, but we'll we, see. I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. What went into the hair getting cut off? Yeah, so I guess, yeah, that was interesting to me. Um, so he said he was going to get a haircut, uh, and he donated it all to charity. Okay, or, yeah, you know, awesome. So he did donate it. Yeah, so that I guess that was the whole point of it. Yeah. I don't know like what get, how it gets to that point in the first place where you're like, oh, I'm going to do this, but... Yeah, good for him, and then obviously went to a good cause, so that's pretty cool. Now, is he going to grow back over the course of the season? I don't know. Back? I actually don't know. I think he's liking the buzz cut right now. He likes how it feels, so I think he's going to stick with the buzz. I personally think he just looks better with the buzz, in my okay. opinion. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and how's the bonding with him been going? I know you said yeah. you've known him for a few years. Yeah, now, it's been great. Another local guy. Yeah, it's been seamless. Uh, I think we're very uh, very similar personality-wise, so it's been really cool. And same mindset in terms of how we approach the game, so that's been awesome. And um, you know, I think he's a great addition to the room and to the offense. Well, as we wrap this up, uh, what's your message right now to Paris fans as we go into the summer? And I know that yeah. you'll, you'll take some time off, but then everyone's going to be super excited when training yeah. camp. All the fans out here yeah. once again. I mean, what do you want to tell them right now? Yeah, I think um, it's okay to have high expectations. I think we have high expectations for ourselves, and uh, we're not straying away from that. So we're excited about what we got going on here, and um, you know, we want the pressure, we want the expectations, and we're looking forward to see what uh, what we can do this upcoming year. Cole, appreciate it, man. Yeah, man, appreciate it. it good talk. Awesome, good stuff. Cole Komet on CHGO. There it is, guys. Uh, always good talking to Cole, and you heard it right there. High expectations are okay. I might start crying. That was so adorable. The 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 shake at the end, Nick. I mean, come on, come on. How adorable was that? That was a nice moment. That for was CHU. fluid. Very. I mean, that was that was a good. Uh, that was a good handshake right at the end. Proud of you, Adam. Proud of Cole. And fluid. Look good. Almost as fl as flowing as the fountain today, which we'll we'll get into. Yeah, well, uh, well, shout out to the rest of the team. Nick doing a great job, uh, filming that on his beautiful Samsung phone that he likes to talk about i took a picture yeah, yeah no yeah i was gonna say and then carm took some photos that I you'll see a great photo great photo by carm it, it, it was a, it was a great job we're building things Team up here brick by brick right brags pretty soon we'll, we'll have all of us in on these things uh that's just a lie that's fake news <laughs> right there from mark carmen that i'm five three you looked five two. I was giving you an inch. That was you, I've never seen it. You look shorter than that moment right there. Look, I'm not gonna go to you know criticizing the uh, the camera angles by any means because Nick did such a great job. But you know anybody who's worked 
worked in the business. That, the, the, the angle, the camera. Also, he's taller than me. He's a massive NFL tight end. Okay. Yeah, I. I that was that was kind of a fun thing to see. But uh, on a serious note, how do you not like Cole Komet? Seriously, dude's so solid. Always positive, smiling, gives you the love. What are we? No, I'm gonna have a heart attack with the Wi-Fi. No, no, you're good. I was laughing at one of the comments. You're good. Uh, okay. you ca- they call me Mansion Hogue again. Yes, I, I like that's building. Is the, is the Wi-Fi better? Are we in a better spot we're, right I now? Think, I think we're in a better spot. Uh, okay. Matthew Gregory, our guy, says shout out to Carm's Wi-Fi. I think we're I think we're improving. You know, okay. it's a, it's like a it's like a quality football game. You want to get better as you get in the second quarter, finish strong in the fourth eventually. Yeah. Okay, I feel I feel better. All right, um, I, I do think it's interesting that both Komet and Justin Jones, who we'll get into today, they both said that th- no one's shying away from expectations here. Mm-hmm. No one is. No one is uh, saying, "Hey, slow down. We won three games last year. Let's uh, you know see. Let's you know let's brick by brick this thing." Bears fans should not be afraid of expectations. That was uh, that was underlined for me at the end. Yeah, one thing that I really liked, and it was actually about Tremaine Edmonds, like what he adds to this Bears defense, this Bears team. Like he's saying, like you, he could see him eye to eye. He's not a lot of other linebackers in the NFL could do that with a guy of Cole Komet's size. But the different arm angle you have to have now to get a completion over a guy like Tremaine Edmonds, I think that's something different. That you know, as good as Roquan Smith was for the Bears. He never had the height that Tremaine Edmonds was, you know, gifted with. So that I thought was an interesting little nugget there about how a guy like Tremaine Edmonds can impact the defense and impact the throws that quarterbacks are going to have to make in the middle of the field for trying to target against him. Yeah, and this part of the reason why I asked that question was because of, the, you know, the one big play we saw today uh, where, you know, I, I would describe it as, as again, another – up and down day for the bears offense and Justin Fields, but there was a really nice throw. He had uh, over Tremaine Edmonds to Cole Komet. who made a nice over the shoulder grab, nice adjustment to the football. Um, and it's just interesting seeing those two guys go head to head. And then I, I loved hearing from Cole Komet. That's like, yeah, you know, we're already at that point where the defense is seeing us every day. They kind of can tell what we're doing. And so they threw in a little extra wrinkle in the install to, to try to specifically beat the defense on that play. Um, and, and okay. So that speaks to the coaching speaks to a good throw speaks to a good catch against a good player. And that's the, the type of stuff you want to see right now. Yeah. And, and on that, on that throw too, Adam, like Jaquan Brisker couldn't get over there in coverage. It was just a well-executed route by Cole Komet, a good throw by Justin Fields. And like you said, the over the shoulder catch, one of Justin Fields better throws of the day. And like you said, it was a, a little up and down from QB1, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but that was a good throw, good catch. Well, let's get into it right now for just because you're bringing it up. Justin Jones called it out, too, that the connection between one and two, you're going to be seeing a ton of that. And it was notable to me today that whenever Fields was picked off by Kyler Gordon on one throw, whenever Fields has problems, at least that I, at least today, this is very early in the season here. It's minicamp, but he, the next throw, he's going right to DJ that, that comfort zone is building rapidly. So I, I you are, you are going to see, this is going to be like Trubisky and a Rob. I like, I mean, almost every throw that Mitch went somehow ended up in a Yes. 
yes, let's hope let's hope better. But it was like every time Mitch threw back, he was going to go to Allen Robinson. I think we're we're going to see a whole lot of that. Dante Pettis had a great day, by the way, today. It's a good day for Pettis. Uh, yes, he actually did. He actually did make a nice, a, a couple nice, a couple, grabs. couple. Uh, d- yeah. One, one on the sideline, one downfield, uh, neither, neither one that was, uh, super easy to catch. Um, but both were actually good balls. They were just, you know, tough plays to make. That's what you want to see. So, um, there, there was some good and some bad that we'll, we will get into. Um, but first we are going to get to the, uh, Justin Jones conversation with the Packers, uh, after we tell you about Lewis university where many of their students are adults just like you, many of full-time jobs and families, and all of them chose Lewis's supportive educational community to help make their transition back to school as easy as possible and earn a respected degree. If you don't know where Lewis is located, it's only 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville. It's ranked one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges, and they partner with numerous employers for tuition discounts, offer evening online blended formats to help you balance your work, family, and education all at once. When the faculty bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. Uh, Lewis has several career-focused programs that will set you up for success, and uh, we'll just highlight one here. How about cybersecurity? Lewis is a Department of Homeland Security Center of Academic Excellence in Cybersecurity, providing students with scholarship funding not available elsewhere. Of course, they have plenty of other undergraduate uh, programs, computer science, aviation, maintenance technology. They are the flyers, and uh, they're all about aviation there. So business analytics, criminal justice, business programs, technology programs, I got a ton. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. I always wanted to be a pilot. I think it would have been amazing, but, uh, you know, had to do this because I'm trying to make the world a better place. So, uh, meanwhile, team, get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. It's spring and it is baseball season. So they got the Aloha shirts, straw hats, polo bags, everything you need for a game. Of course, I'm talking about FOCO. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. We appreciate our friends at FOCO. There you go. Um, All right. Justin Jones. Guys. This is a glorious moment. Patrick Finley got to swear in a press conference. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> this was great. Uh, we actually had the audio for you, not just a quote board for you. We have the audio of what Justin Jones had to say when Pat Finley asked him um, about the NFC North, how it's different without Aaron Rodgers in it anymore. Uh, I wish he played one more year with uh, Green Bay, honestly. Uh, <clears throat> we went up there and uh, we played a we played a pretty good game, you know, but uh, they got away from us at the end, obviously, and uh, they won. But their fans are really shitty, so um, yeah, I, I wanted to go back up there and I wanted to play them and I wanted to beat them and I wanted him to be there so you can see it. But the fact that he's gone now, you know, I mean, it's, it's cool. I guess it's better for him not to be here, you know. But um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm 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 ready to take it over. I mean, it's a good time to be a Bears fan. I'm not even gonna lie to you, so. This is a follow-up question I never thought I'd ask you. Which ways are they shitty? Man, like, (laughs) 
I mean, man, like just just the way that they're just freaking obnoxious, just yelling and all that other stuff about things that don't even matter. Like we're not even running, we're not even running to play. You guys are talking about boo. Oh yeah, go green. Like what, what are we even talking? The game hasn't even started yet. Like what are we even talking about here? Like you know y'all, whatever, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> half of them don't even know football. It's it's, it's it's so weird to me. But I'm just ready to go back out there and play. And I, I want to go out there and I want to beat the hell out of them. You know, on their field. And I want to hear I want to hear the booze then. You know that that's what I look forward to. So. Let's go. Rivalry is back. I mean, he is not afraid to put a target on his back. He's going to get annihilated up there on the sideline. Good. And all right, bring it on. You think it's, you think, you think it was bad last year? Just wait till now. You can wait a long time. We're talking about week 18. They go to green. Yeah. It's it's uh, gonna be a while, so uh, they'll get their first chance right away at home in Week One against the Packers, um, and then it'll be a long, long time before they have to go back up to Green Bay. But um, look, I love it. I mean, it's gonna be uh, received certainly as uh, I think bulletin board material. Um, but look, let's just call it for what it is, because I'm sure Packer fans are gonna be like. Oh, Aaron Rodgers still living rent free in your head, Justin mm-hmm. Jones, and uh, you know what? Whatever they're going to say, and they probably have a point on a lot of it. Uh, the reality is, the Packers have kicked the Bears' ass for a long time, and uh, this was one point in rivalry that you could have made an argument in the early '90s uh, that the Packers would never, ever, ever catch. Like if we we're doing this show. 30 years ago. And we said, yeah, you look at the all-time series. There's probably no scenario in which the Packers ever catch the bears in the rivalry. Well, that happened. And now the bears are behind. So it's been rough. It's been rough out there, but Rogers isn't there anymore. And, uh, I, I, regardless of he, you know, what he said about Rogers, how he wishes he was still there. I just love, you know, that he's making this a rivalry. He's talking it up and he's saying that he wants to uh, take control of it now. So uh, not a lot of players will talk like that anymore. And I like it. Yeah. And he, he went right at the fence. Half of them don't even know football. So it's, it's not even the shitty part that he said that was like the more, the biggest takeaway for me. It's like half of them don't know what this sport that they're even watching, what they're even looking at. And I'm like, Wow. Justin Jones is just throwing a haymaker after a haymaker. But like last year, Carm, when you asked him about, you know, the, the, the flake gate and what he said there, I followed up after they, they beat the Patriots and he doubled down on it. So I'm sure he's going to do the same when it comes to week one, when they're playing the Packers and week 18. And that's, it's fun to have a guy like that, that will rile it, rile up the, both these fan bases. And, you know, hopefully the bears are turning a corner to make this once you know, what was a rivalry back to that because, like you said, Adam, it hasn't been that way as of late. I mean, you got to love to hear the confidence, right? He he's, he's not taking any chips off the table. He's talking all the smack. He's talking smack, too, when he plays the game of football. I mean, that is a, a big high roll right there that, uh, hey, I'll, I'll say it all, and I'm not going to worry about getting hurt. I'm just going to play the game that I love, and I'm going to be all right, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to be myself. But Justin, just you know, this guy's in his, he's going to be a second year bear. He's already he's embraced the rivalry. How how can you not love that? And for the record, 
Yeah, okay, he's not an all-pro player, but he was one of the most Bears' most productive players last year. He's been solid all year, and hopefully he'll be bigger this year. It was, you know, stuff that we're not going to play today. He was very complimentary to uh, Drevon Dexter. That was one guy that stood out that he underlined how big and 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 able to move as well. So that was good to hear a little bit. I mean, he's not he's not going to talk bad on his teammates, but I liked hearing it. So real real quick, Harm, refresh uh, our listeners, viewers who might not remember the the Patriots stuff last year. What he said. Uh, that kind of stirred things up. And then I just like to point out that he went out there in that game that the bears won their last victory of the season, by the way, uh, and batted two passes down the line of scrimmage and recovered a fumble in that game. So he had a decent game to back it up, then double down on the comments. So uh, in case anybody's wondering how motivated he'll be in week one, yep. there's that. Well, in, in that one, I just, I literally went around the locker room that day and asked every single Bears player, like, your thoughts on on Belichick. And I was hoping that somebody would hate him as much as I hate him in a sports hate way, you know? And everyone was like, oh, you know, one of the greatest of all time. I mean, literally, I mean, everybody was just almost falling over themselves to say nice things about him. And then I got to Justin Jones, and he's like, I hate him. Deflategate. Been cheating forever over there. Play, I'm, I'm gonna go check all the balls, and I like stopped midstream. I'm like, what? Can you? Did you? Did, did. And, <laughs> and then when I talked to him after about it, he was like, he's like, I knew exactly what I was doing. I mean, he he. It wasn't like he. It wasn't calculated. He wanted that to get over to them. It's the same that. So today's calculated too. He was waiting for a chance to take a dig at the Green Bay fans. This is not somebody who has to thought through what he's gonna say. I Which is interesting because it, it wasn't necessarily a question I would have expected today in June, right? right. Like, sure, leading up to the first game, absolutely. Um, but to get it today and have him say that, it's oh, that's gonna be fun for for the I summer. Mean, I mean, I don't know if he, I don't think he was planning on getting it today, but I think he was planning on. So whenever they ask me about Green Bay, I'm gonna go in on them. That's my plan. They, someone's going to ask me about the Packers and that rivalry, and I'm going to, I'm going to tee it up and we're playing in week one. They, they better get ready to hear it. Cause I'm coming right for them. Now, what do you think Matt Eberflus thinks about those comments? <laughs> Different behind, story there. Yeah, yeah. Behind closed doors or, or in front of the camera. Well, well cause here I actually, I actually, uh, there, I have a take on this um, because I, on one side, you could certainly be like, Oh, come on, man. Just got rid of Aaron Rodgers. We don't need to give him more motivation to, to, to keep the beatings going. Right. Um, that would be like sort of like glass half empty approach from, from what I know about Ryan poles and Matt Eberflew so far, I think they are highly competitive dudes mm-hmm. who would much rather have their players think this kind of way and feed into really any opponent, but especially the rivalry, especially because it's the the first game of the year. Um, I, I, I don't know what they would say publicly about it in response, but I think low key inside they, they probably like it. You know what? Can I double down on that too, Adam? Because what do we hear all the time from Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles, every single coach on this roster? It's like, we want guys that love football. Like that's a, that's a response to like, you love the game. You love the rivalry. You want to get emotions evoked. And he, he knew what he was doing. I, 
I agree. It was very calculated how Justin Jones approached that. And I mean, that's just a guy that's really passionate about the game. He wants to go up there. He wishes Aaron Rodgers was there so he can see it, witness it for himself. So you now the more I think about it, yeah, I think that's actually they might look at that internally like, okay, this is we know why this guy was a leader on our team last year, why he could be a vocal leader this year too, even with more guys, is because he loves the game. And that's bottom line what all these players need to have if they're gonna be a flus or a poles guy, and that's why they're here in the first place. And since you brought up the love of the game, it was we Eddie Jackson spoke today too. We can get into some of the stuff that he said, but one of the he was just another guy that underlined this this group, the energy around it, how it feels different. This is Eddie's, you know, Eddie was saying all this. And he he put in guys love to play football. And Justin Jones has a certain integrity about the game. He likes to go about his business the right way. He likes to be a great teammate on Sundays or whatever day they play. There is, there's a reason that, that he's here, that he was the, in essence, I guess the backup plan to Larry Okunjobi. I don't know if they most likely he wouldn't be there if that physical ended up going the way the bears wanted to at the time, but they brought him in, not because he was like a super high end talent guy, but a guy who was versatile and he'd be a great guy in that locker room. And that's exactly what he's been. Yep, and I, look, just as a football fan, hope that this kind of stokes the rivalry a little bit um, because, you know, on one, on one end, you could say that, like, the Packers are less interesting now that they don't have Aaron Rodgers, but the reality is, like, rival, rivalries aren't really ri- rivalries if, you know, they're so one-sided or if, mm-hmm. it, you know, I mean, really, you need two good teams. And I don't know if that's what we're going to have this year either. But um, because you also have like the Cubs and White Sox right now. And that's sucked forever because mm-hmm. either only one of the teams is decent or they're both bad. It's it's been a long, long time since, they, you know, they were both good duking it out. And uh, I just want to see that come back. I, and and sometimes bulletin board material and some jawing back and forth uh, through the media can be a fun thing. That's why I thought it was today. Fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted yeah. to hug the guy. This is great. <laughs> Th- thank you for the content. Thank you for the entertainment. Thank you for taking it seriously, but not taking it too seriously. This is, this is awesome. Hit the like button for Justin Jones. And, and L- Lawrence has got a great poll going on. Is he your favorite bear? Yes. Which I didn't read the full thing first. And so I clicked yes. And then the second option is <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep changing options. I'd like to change my answer, but I think this our scientific polling. You can't do that here. Once you make a decision, the decision is final. Which one's winning right now? I can't see it. Is hell, hell yes, yes is hell yes is winning sixty percent to forty percent. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Good. Um. All right. Shall we also talk about some of the things we saw today at practice? Um. First of all, a little attendance report for you. Uh, Matt Eberflus mm-hmm. confirmed that everybody on the roster is present at mini camp, uh, which is mandatory. So no drama there with anybody. Everybody's around now. Not everybody is practicing. There are still guys that are out like Darnell Mooney, who we didn't actually see today. So that's why I thought it was um, not that I was worried about Darnell Mooney being around, but um, that's why it matters. If Flus kind of confirmed that everybody's there. Uh, Chase Claypool still not practicing. Flu saying he's dealing with a couple of things now. Um, 
not nothing sounds serious, but uh, still not ideal. Not having Chase Claypool out there. Jack Sanborn still not practicing, although it sure sounds like he is going to be full go to start running soon because Flu said that uh, the Sand God should be able to be running in these uh, summer weeks off. And so it sounds like both he and Mooney will be back for training camp. I didn't get it on video, but I, I have some sand God video that I'll tweet out after the show, but I was watching the sand God at one moment and he started running in place. And it was this most, the most fervent, aggressive sand God running in place moment. I was like, this, Oh, he's itching. He, he's 57 is ready. He, he's it's killing him that he's not out there for mini camp. But um, I got a video of him walking and I will tweet out Sanborn walking after the show. You know what? I think he's Can't itching wait. to maybe get on the football field there, Mark. And just kind of looking at the other guy that's probably one in competition with Sanborn for that strong strong uh, linebacker position is Noah Sewell. He almost had a near pick on Justin Fields, jumping around in the flat, nearly had an interception. He was a guy starting when the Bears were in their base, 4-3 defense. And I was talking to Herb Howard from the bigs, and you know Noah Sewell just nonchalantly just throws up one hand in a linebacker drill and gets an interception. And we were both saying, man, you know, as good as Jack Sanborn is, I don't think he makes that type of play. Like Noah Sewell is just a more athletic guy. But then we were saying, of course, like when you put him on the football field, it doesn't matter how athletic you are. Jack Sanborn was just making plays, but Noah Sewell was showing up today. So, Hey, Jack Sanborn's probably itching to get back on the football field to show this team exactly what he can do. And of course they know from last season, but it's another guy in the room right now. I, I don't know who you're talking about. This Noah Sewell character. I didn't see him out there at all today. I'm I'm just, <laughs> di- I was dialed in on the sand God. Uh, I wanted him to catch the ball though, Nick. I mean, mm-hmm. he did, he did diagnose it and jump the route on a throw that was uh, uh, intended for Cole Komet, but he didn't make the play, broke it up. So um, here's just a little snippet at the day. Um, just looking at my notes. I think it kind of just sort of tells the, tells the story. Um, but Kyler Gordon had an interception on fields. That was like sort of a, I wonder if you reviewed it on replay, if it was really a catch or not, but they ruled it. There were officials there today. They ruled it a catch and they got up and fumbled it right away. And then he dove back on it, but good, yeah. good, good dive on the fumble moment for Gordon. Although hang on to the football. Yep. Carm, uh, uh, Carm. uh Komet also slipped on that play too. So that's why he, I mean, Komet was supposed to be there, but he slipped on that play and the ball goes past him into Gordon's hands. So okay. that, that, that I I also was a part of it. I didn't see the slip. I, I So it, that may explain it because I just thought it was like a forced ball that was overthrown to commit. So if he slipped, mm-hmm. then there you go. Um, that, that explains it. But then he came back with that throw I talked about earlier uh, that we mentioned in the uh, interview with Cole Komet earlier, the, the throw to Cole over Tremaine Edmonds. Nice throw. Nice catch. Then we had that Noah Sewell play you were just talking about. Um, some of these weren't all fields, so I'm skipping a couple of them. Uh, there was a, oh, the nice throw to Dante Pettis that got brought up. Um, it was, we stared at the back of Carm's phone and uh, down the right sideline. It was, <laughs> <laughs> you put that right up to the camera. <laughs> just just <laughs> do your notes. Okay, you know, I'm gonna do my. Here's my notes. I'm gonna do my notes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, 
A uh, little too high for DJ Moore. Bad duck that I think slipped out of his hand. Great throw to Dante Pettis again over the middle. Nice ball to Valus Jones that I don't think was caught, but it was still a nice ball. Then the two-minute drill was ugly. So, like, the bottom line is you just reading off my notes right there. You got a lot of good. You got a lot of not so good. And it was just kind of a microcosm of the day and also kind of what practice is in June and not the end of the world. I got to put my glasses on for my notes here, team. It's a, it's a, it's unfortunate. Uh, can we do a little bit of Carm notes here too? Or would you like to follow up at? Would you like to follow up at Hog notes? Hog notes follow no, you up. Go, or you go right. You go right ahead, Mark. All right. Well, well. First off, I would like to shout out. It's 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 the it's the it's the behind the scenes people in life that don't get enough love, and the man at the security gate at Hallis Hall. His name is Peter. Is the most positive just dude that puts a smile on your face every time you see mr carmen how are you my name is mark don't ever call me that again i and i just i want to give peter a little bit of love here the dude is the dude's flat out awesome um i'm glad you shouted out peter he is he mm -hmm. is he i like peter he is a guy that you just he he puts a smile on your face when you drive in i mean peter is awesome um consistent yes uh, all right, I, I wrote down some numbers here today. You, you mentioned uh, uh, Noah Sewell. He had the bobble catch. Um, and then Jake Tong has had a nice catch today as well. Uh, a drop for Keone Dang, who's a linebacker as well. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I wrote down Tremaine Edmund Speed was jumping out at me, so that made the notes. Claypool not practicing. We talked about that, put that down. Um 73 Travis Bell ran right into 20 Travis Homer. It was a Bell into Homer moment that was not on, that was definitely not scripted. Or Travis on Travis. Travis on Travis. 97 Andrew Billings. That dude is enormous. Yes. Have you I, I mean he is What do they list him at? 3 I, it says here that he's 3'11", and he's 6'1". No way. That dude is 350 all day long. <laughs> don't, don't you think? He's huge. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. I'm uh, not going to comment on what, or guess his weight, but I agree with you that he's he's, he's, a, he's, he's big. He's big. He's, he's, we, he's, yeah, we talked about him during OTAs. I actually think he's sort of a under the radar guy that's going to matter this year. Well, that's the thing; they don't have anybody that looks like him. Like they don't have anybody that looks like Tremaine Edmonds. They don't have anybody that looks like Justin Fields. These dudes, when you look at them out on the, I mean, Justin Fields is enormous. When you compare him standing as a quarterback compared to the other quarterbacks, it's like a, a men versus boys in pure size. Sa same thing with Edmonds as a linebacker. The guys just stand out, and and DJ. Uh, DJ Moore stands out just the way he moves. But anyway, um, Tyler Scott had a good catch uh, on a throw from Walker. That was a nice job. Um, I got great catch in her by Dante Pettis a couple of times. Valus Jones, another drop. Um, it was right in front of us. Um, just not looking great yet. Uh, he's he's on it for a couple of other drops and like you said, Hoga, the, the two minute drill was just off today. It did not, it's not what it's no, nowhere close to what they want. He made you think that the defense is definitely ahead of the offense right now for trying to be positive, but it wasn't exactly the first string defense that was out there at that point either. And that is my run through Carms notes. 
Yeah, real quickly to add to some of the things that weren't said yet that were in my notes, we saw Tyreek Stevenson get a nod with the, and again, they said not to put too much weight into this at this point of the depth chart, but he got the first opportunity in the seven on seven to start. He was also out there with team opposite Jalen Johnson. So you saw 29, a little bit more mixed in there, but Kendall Builder was still there, but I thought uh, Tyreek Stevenson was out there a little bit more. Also right at the end when they were trying to just set up, I think a field goal, it was Jaquan Brisker actually knocked out the football on, I believe it was Travis Homer. And that was just, you know, this is a routine screenplay where it's supposed to be easy completion. That's it. And Jaquan Brisker comes up, doesn't give up on the play, knocks out the football. I don't know if the defense ended up actually recovering that ball, but I think you just see the competitiveness from Jaquan Brisker, even when it's supposed to be a sure fire thing. Now with Brisker, it isn't. He's going to compete all the way to the end. Well, the, the, I, they did recover the ball uh, after the scrum, and I thought it was a great play by Brisker. And that was the type of play that, if that if that play happened in a game with Travis Homer, I mean, where they're, I, I think they were technically setting up end of half situation. Maybe I don't, or maybe it was end of the end of game. Regardless, if that was an end of game situation, I mean, that's like a Marion Barber level meltdown. Yeah, like like it would not go over well with the fan base at all. So that get those out of your system now, because that was like a, a low key moment in practice. That was actually like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That would have been catastrophic in a game. If that had happened. So great for the defense. So great for Jaquan yeah. Brisker and that, yeah. that unit, they, they capitalize on the moment. Yeah. All right. Got a few more things to get to uh, from mini camp. Also a new stadium note. We got a, touch on before we get out of here, but first take on the sun with gear built to last our friends at shady rays. Have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price? Shady rays is an independent sunglass company offering world class product. That's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all because Shady Rays has the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. Lose them, break them, whatever happens to them, they will replace your sunglasses with a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence. And together with our customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. Exclusive for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code CHGO. You'll get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Adam just told you about all the great benefits of Shady Rays, but there's equally as many, maybe more, if you're a CHO diehard member. Look, one, you get uh, your podcasts and live shows on every team every day when you're a part of us. Post-game shows, premium written content for members at allchgo.com. Dope merch. We are having a great sale right now and for all teams. And, of course, that means when you're a diehard member, you get discounts, but you also get access to the Discord where – you can speak to everybody that's here at CHGO, get a little bit more behind-the-scenes look of what it's like, and to ask questions when we do certain shows. So there's just so many great perks. And if you're not a diehard member, I really don't know at this point what's holding you back. So if you are, tell a friend. Have them tell another friend. Come join us here. We're trying to make a community here at CHGO. 
And on top of being a part of this community, you get a bunch of great perks. So definitely check that out at allchgo.com. Yeah, just reemphasizing the uh, sale going on right now through the 18th. If you want to load up on CHGO merch, now is the time to do it. You can buy one, get one half off the CHGO locker. Go to allchgo.com. And there's a ton of new stuff there with the baseball season, too. Plenty of uh, great football shirts still available for you. Uh, and we, of course, will have new ones soon, but now's the time to load up with our Father's Day sale. Buy one, get one half off through June 18th. Uh, speaking of diehards, we'll have a new newsletter out tomorrow with some uh, mini camp notes and nuggets for you. So it's another perk of being a diehard. And uh, we thank you for all of you that are signed up right now and to help spread the word on this podcast. So please hit that like button, hit subscribe. Send it to a friend. We appreciate everybody who does that. Uh, new stadium thing we got to bring up. Then we'll get to some super chats. Uh, Name a Chicago suburb that wants to get in the mix. Uh, uh, they are piling up. There's a long line. And uh, Waukegan, come on down. You have been uh, added to the. That's your home, Nick. Sell it. Come on. Tell everybody. You grew up. You know it. You love it. You're Waukegan through and through. T- tell us. I am, but uh, no, <laughs> let's go back. To, let's go back up to Arlington Heights. Uh, no, it would be, uh, I think it would, the, the city would greatly benefit from a multi, you know, a billion dollar stadium. And, you know, I just moved to Arlington Heights to be closer, but now I might have to move back to Waukegan if that were to happen. Oh but um, yeah, I think like Adam was just saying what, you know, city wants to be in on the action. I think as this keeps going on, we're going to continue seeing more and more cities get in on the action of wanting the Chicago Bears. It makes sense. But uh, it looks like Waukegan's just the next in line here. I mean, I, I really think that everybody should throw their hat in the ring, and I'm going to do it myself. Like, I, I have a plot of land that I have my eye on, and if the Bears want to call me, I don't want to give the suburb away. Um, but, you know, it's right outside of where I grew up. Fine, it's Highwood. I think Highwood should make Highwood's a play. great. I don't know what kind of open land they have, but Highwood's a good spot. Well, well, they used to have Fort Sheridan over there. I don't think the Ford is active. There are families that live there, but it's right on the lakefront, just like Waukegan. Why you know, let's just, let's build the whole thing in Lake Forest? Let's go. Like, like, why don't we just let's let's get everybody in on here? Come on, Rockford. Where's your pitch? Let's go. The, I mean, seriously, if you had to pick right now, they go to Waukegan or Naperville. What are you taking? Waukegan, it's closer. Got the yeah, Genesee yeah. Theater. Mm-hmm. Closer to me. I'm being totally selfish. I mean, on that on that question, I'm just being selfish. The lakefront, too, I think there is an opportunity. I've been waiting, wanting for them to do something on the lakefront forever now. So, hey, maybe they can make something happen. I mean, who the hell does Waukegan think they are, honestly? You think the Bears are coming to Waukegan? <laughs> They had Otto Graham, one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history there, Mark. That's that's about all I can say. Is Waukegan really known as the city of progress? Oh, well, that's a first. Get the hell out of here, Waukegan, and you two, Naperville. This is ridiculous. Look, just figure it out. Brandon, Brandon, the door is open, at least ajar. We we cannot go to Waukegan, and we're not going to Naperville. This is the Chicago damn-ass Bears. Waukegan and Naperville. Come um, on, man. By the way, low-key uh, cool moment today, I thought, like, Cole Komet named you stadium guy, Carm. 
Yeah, so <laughs> I forget well, what was, he I forgot what he said exactly, but he was like, "You're you're the stadium guy." Well, that that was the fun part of my day because you know we uh, the, the way we set up the interview with the Bears, Adam, uh, you know, the mansion setting it up, and so you know it was it was Adams doing the the work with uh, Komet. But I came out to say hello, take a picture, see whatnot. And when I walked out, he was like, what do you think of the stadium stuff? You're a stadium guy. And I'm like, and I just said the same thing that I just said right now. F. Waukegan. Yeah, out of here, Waukegan. Waukegan. Come on, man. And then no disrespect, Waukegan. Just know your role. Your role is not the Chicago Bears. We're not going out. We're not, they're not, they're not going to be the W Bears. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I respect, I, you know, look, I, I get it that people are trying to advance careers and all of a sudden the mayor of Waukegan, whoever that is, is trying to get his name out there. But we're not going to Waukegan. <laughs> and we're not going to Naperville uh, either. I, I get it. Way to go, Kevin Warren. Use all the leverage. But if you go to Naperville, that just would suck. And Waukegan would suck. I'd, I mean, I'd almost rather drive to Iowa City. Make them the Iowa City freaking Hawkeye Bears. Let's go. No, let's not say things like that. Mm. No, uh, hey, I also won't. say this about uh, Komet. He's like, hey, like the melon hat, the built shirt. So, you know, yeah. Komet just recognizes uh, good right. stuff when he sees And Cole and I, just rewinding back last year, I, I when this, all this was going down and we went out to Arlington Heights, I said, you are from Arlington Heights. Wouldn't you rather play in Chicago with the Bears, the Bears at Soldier Field? He's like, so, yeah, I would, but, I mean, I think that that ship might have sailed, basically, if I can remember the conversation, right? But so we started talking about it because he's from Arlington Heights. And then I dropped the ball and didn't ask him about it today. So, Yeah, that was a bad Great job, interview. but a good interview. Was bad. it, though? I don't know. Eh, it would have been interesting. I wanted to hear what he would have said. About Waukegan? Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> Waukegan's trying to trump your hometown. Yeah, that would have been – what's up with that? Who the hell does Waukegan think they are? Waukegan. But hey, dare to dream in life. Go out, go for all your, you know. I got it. You're just, you're just fighting. Hey, uh, as we're in the uh, slight silly corner, I do want to shout out Nicholas Moriano for an amazing catch right last night in right field. He came on as the CHGO softball team. We didn't really need the catch to be honest, because we're just so dominant at this point. Uh, just there was no chirping. There was there was zero amount of chirp. They they were they were they were they were plucked or whatever they were. Uh, six sixteen four were two and one. They were very nice, good competitors, um, but no match for CHGO as as the dynasty is 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 coming together. Hogan, there's an open invitation for you to come out whenever you have time in in Hogue's schedule. I know it's tight over there and getting tighter as we go into football season. Yeah, but uh, you know Monday night. One night this year, we're expecting you to make it. Just just one Monday night. That's all we're asking for. Well, I saw the camaraderie and the uh, you know the post the post game celebration and some beverages and some photos. I I I, I declare myself uh, as an attendee to at least one game. I just got to figure out when it works. Uh, Sean Anderson stepped up huge last night in his uh, 2023 debut. Mario got a couple of knocks uh, from CHGO Blackhawks. Mario was doing solid work. Herb Lawrence at the top has been a force. Dude's getting on. Mm-hmm. Nick in the two hole is just uh, Johnny base hit. And um, 
Yeah, you know, I I mean, obviously, I'm amazing. It's I don't want to boast or triples. He gets a triple yesterday. Just, like Mark is hitting the ball out the yard right now. Just, Did you do you anything know. with anyone's grandmas last night? Uh, no, no, <laughs> there, was, there were no grannies last night. It's a granny free night. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I guess disappointing. Um, no, oh well. uh, but we do have a lot of super chats I'd like us to get to. So if we could yeah. uh, maybe move away from the softball talk that we don't care about. Um, let's wow. <laughs> there wow. it is. There that it was is. Awesome. Also, for anybody that missed the show last week, we're not talking about literal grannies. We're talking about grand slams, just to clarify. Lawrence is officially the director of no fun. <laughs> well, actually, right now, I, can, I appreciate Lawrence for chiming in because I got to get to practice. So he's right. Let's get to these super chats. Uh, D-Man Shy coming in $10. Shout out to Hogue for clarifying which brewers drink Goose Island. For the longest time, I thought they meant the Milwaukee Brewers. I kept thinking, why the hell would I want to drink what they drink? <laughs> you know, it's funny. All the times I've done that read, it never occurred to me that drink what the brewers drink. And then for some reason yesterday it didn't know or what that was yesterday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the brewers, the the brewers who brew the beer, not the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, I like the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't have a problem with the Brewers. Great stadium. Great stadium. Mm-hmm. The bear, maybe the Bears should move to Milwaukee. Let's go. Well, they play. They can play in Milwaukee for a couple of. They're, they're going to play at North at the brand new Hold Welsh, on. brand new Ryan Field when they rehab the new soldier field into the greatest stadium of all time. That's the plan. Okay. Sure. Enough. <laughs> Whatever. The bears bastard four ninety nine. love hearing the connection between fields and more is developing. How important is it to get Claypool out there to develop that chemistry with Justin Fields? And then part two, at what point are you concerned about Claypool not getting live reps? No. Nah. <sighs> yeah. I, I just, the, the, I, I hate to say, it cause it's not fair to a guy who's just dealing with injury or whatever, but it's just, the Claypool thing just doesn't have good vibes, right? I, I, I'm pro. Those two need as much time as possible. And I mean, Justin's, you can't, it can't just be him and DJ Moore. So getting yeah. Mooney and getting Claypool back is, 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 is important. Yeah. It'd be great if they had this time to develop some type of chemistry, like what we're seeing from fields and more like that's becoming, you know, instantaneous, but we just haven't seen it from Claypool as of yet. Hopefully he gets back on the field soon. If they're all healthy. I mean, I think the Bears depth of wide receiver is actually not bad, but when I'm watching practice without Claypool and without Mooney on there, I'm going, what happens if number two gets hurt? Right. Yikes. Right. There's a terrible thought. So, um, yeah, uh, not going to panic now, but training camp rolls around. You want to see DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool consistently healthy, not dealing with nagging injuries, not out the third day because there's, you know, some hammy got pulled or is tweaked or whatever. Like you want to see consistency. You want to see availability. And I think in this conversation right now, we're mostly talking about Chase Claypool. So um, yeah, I not panicking yet, but I wouldn't say it's been an ideal uh, OTA slash uh, mini camp. For Chase Claypool. Cornelius, I see you. It's it is early, but I'm gonna re- remind you that you said that he's gonna be okay. We'll we'll we we hope you are correct. How's that? Okay. But uh last super chat. Uh oh, this is why you want to get super chats. It's for oh, Lauren. 
Uh, yeah, Arabase uh, asking uh, if I have any thoughts about Declan Rice uh, going to Arsenal. He's the midfielder from West Ham United, and uh, he apparently will be close. Well, they're closing in on signing him in, in this uh, new transfer window, and uh, my thoughts are sign him up. Let's go. We need more midfielders. Bring him in. Let's go. All right. Now we have to have – can we put up a new poll? And AR4BAs, I completely appreciate the super chat, and Lawrence is an expert, but would people rather hear that talk or my softball talk? I want to know because I think my softball talk wins. I don't know. It's the greatest game on earth, uh, most popular sport in the world uh, versus softball. (laughs) (laughs) Which every single league in Chicago is dying if you want to just triple down on what you just said. Every softball league's dying? It's unbelievable. They're just going young kids. The the youth of America does not want to play softball apparently anymore. They just don't. Disappointing. It's the way it is. Well, it's my most anti-Chicago take, but 12-inch softball is better. It is, but I'm talking about 12-inch, Coke. They're not playing 12-inch. They're not even inch. playing 12-inch? They're not. No. Leagues are – It's it's well, in 20 years, that game's not going to exist, I don't think. Well, I would actually say that's a bad sign for baseball. Oh, it is. Mm. Yeah. It, it is a bad I, sign I, I kind of feel like that's more of a referendum on kids not playing baseball as much. Although you come up to the burbs and there's baseball everywhere. Baseball, baseball, baseball. Kids play 700 games and you're okay. <laughs> Oh, this is a football show. And uh, I thought it was a good one. Appreciate Cole Komet coming on. Thanks, Uh, Cole. Appreciate Justin Jones for contributing to the show today. We greatly appreciate that. (laughs) And uh, for a crappy day outside with the rain, it was kind of nice being inside, getting a a nice bird's eye view uh, from that view. We get inside the Walter Payton Center and uh, it was a lively practice. a lot of energy out there. I will say like the play, the results weren't necessarily outstanding throughout the practice today, but the, 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 the stuff these guys are saying about energy um, and just the vibes. I mean, you do feel it when you watch practice. So um, it's, it, it's hard. Like this is always the optimistic time of year, but there, there is, I have to say there's something about this team that is like that reinforces those usual roses and sunshine uh vibes that are you know you know what i'm getting at like there seems to be there seems to be something real behind it i mean i don't know how much positivity there was at this time last year and i I know there was some but this is different this is this is way different so it'd be i feel a little bit better about it if it looked a little bit different on the old field because there were some moments today where you're like okay that ain't great but they're, they are definitely 1,000% headed in the right direction. There's no doubt about it. Well, and I will say this. Uh, the benefit of this week compared to the previous weeks where we just had one practice and one OTA recap is we get to go out there tomorrow and see what it looks like uh, on day two. And the sun should be shining. It should be back outside. And um, and so we'll be right back here at 4 o'clock tomorrow to break it all down for you, recap the day. Um, and uh, excited to do it. It's a fun week. Bears mini camp. Appreciate all the support today. Um, please hit that like button. Please hit subscribe. Please send it to a friend. If you listen as a podcast, please uh, rate and review the pod as well. Thank you, Chad, Doug, Cornelius, Born, Rob, your boy Boogie, closing us out today. We appreciate all of you. You too, Nick, Adam, Lawrence, Kevin, Jake. You want to give Bragg some love? I'm a little disappointed in Braggs. I didn't see him in the chat. He had some weird thing about he's doing a bull show. Couldn't do things for the show today. Just completely forgot his roots. Dude, dude is just uh, all of a sudden gone big time. Doesn't care about CHGO Bears anymore. Wow.
It's, it's disappointing. It is. It is. He's a Bulls guy. He's a Bulls, a Bulls guy. guy. Yeah. Brags in the Bulls stands. Next thing you know, he's gonna leave. <laughs> us, he's gonna leave us for the fire show. Yeah, it's a great show. Maybe See you later. Is the greatest sport there is, and you know, maybe you should. Yeah, well, he'll probably be doing the Sox show. Then he's doing the Cubs show. I think he's actually doing all those things. All right, uh, we're out of here. We'll talk to you around 4 o'clock. Another Bears minicamp recap show. Talk to you then.